child, listen, today I want you to buckle up your seatbelts and get ready to go on an adventure with Monique Rodriguez from Mayel Organics. She has a story that I think every woman needs to hear. You may know her products, seeing them in Target, Sally's, literally wherever hair care is sold. However, what you may not know is the loss that she had to experience to get to where she is today. I want you to hear not just the triumph, but the trials. I think it's important for you all to recognize that everyone, even the most successful women that we are exposed to, have had to have their own journeys of being lost and then found before finally evolving. You're going to learn about not just what she lost, but also the lessons she learned along the way that I think are going to be applicable to you, whether you are starting a business or just trying to recover from extreme grief. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I enjoyed our chat last week. I did too. I thought it was really good and I thought that it really resonated with the audience I got a lot of really good feedback on it. So um, I thought everything was good. So I'm excited about our partnership and, you know, growing together. I am too. Hi. <laughs> Work The joys of working from home. Yeah. <laughs> so I do a podcast. It's called the Woman Evolve Podcast. And it's usually just hot topics, advice, and then I leave with an inspirational word. And I do that in 10 episode series. And then I usually take time off. But because everyone's kind of quarantined, we decided that we wanted to continue to keep some type of content on the podcast page that could hopefully be helpful to the women. And so this is a part of that interview series where I'm just going to be interviewing different voices, uh, some of our conference guests about their journeys of evolving. And we called this the Lost and Found series. So I had a book called Lost and Found, and it's really my memoir of just kind of my ups and downs and trials. Oh, you do? Oh, yes. (laughs) Lost and Found is... um, Yeah, I think that when I wrote the book, I thought maybe naively that you are like lost and found one time. And as I have really started this woman evolved journey, I think one of the things that I've learned is like life is a series of being lost and found and finding yourself over and over again. But generally, when we find ourselves after a lost season, we are better than we were before we got lost in the first place. And so this is very casual. It's not like super scripted. I just wanted to talk about your journey of being lost and found so that you could evolve into the woman that you are now. Absolutely. And I just want to commend you. Um, I highly admire you. I think you're doing a great job. You have built an amazing platform and you continue to inspire me daily. Um, So as I was saying before, Mackenzie walked in here that I'm super excited to work with you. I'm excited about our partnership. Um, I think my team did reach out to you to also have you a part of our uh, uh, retreat that's coming up in October. Um, So just excited about, you know, all the things to come. I think you have done a great job and just continue to keep up the great work, continue to um, let God use you and allow you to bring people to his kingdom because I'm all about kingdom building. Obviously, I didn't, you know, go to school to to preach, but um, and we'll talk about that on about my journey and how I found God and how. You know, I was lost and now I'm found. So that's why this is like perfect timing for us 
talk about this because it is my story. So just want to say thank you for that. Oh, thank you. I um, And I know that you go to the Muncie's Church, right, in Indiana? Yeah. yeah. So, like, we're already engrafted in family. We have so many incredible friends who transition from Indiana to Los Angeles to pursue careers who are now a part of our community. So we mm-hmm. love, we love, love, love the Muncie's. So thank you. Thank you for being yeah. a part of our journey and for being so gentle with my story. I think one of the most challenging things about telling your story is just just not knowing how it will be received. But I think we get to this point where we decide, you know what, like it doesn't matter how people receive it. What matters is that we're willing to stand on our truth with it. So I I thank you. So we'll just kick this off, I guess. Okay. I'm excited. Okay. So you have been working from home like like a full-time job office situation. I follow you on Instagram. I see everything that you're doing. Most people take a minute to kind of like, I need to catch my breath. I need to figure out what's happening. And it seems like you are just going like full steam ahead in the midst of this quarantine. Like where did you get the vision for what this season was supposed to look like for you from? Well, to me, I feel like I've been through a lot um, a lot worse things than what we're currently going through right now. So for our government officials to call us to just sit at home and to be still, it's not an issue, you know, for me. Um, I've, I've ran my business on faith and I continue to run my business on faith. And that's my driving force because I just choose to not worry about the things that I can't control. Like this whole situation that we're going through, I can't do anything about it. But I choose to focus on the things that I can control, and I can control my attitude. I can control my perspective. I can control whether or not I choose to be positive or negative. I can control whether or not I choose to be happy. And in this season, right now, in this moment in our life, I just choose to be positive. I choose to be that light for other people who may not look at this situation from a positive perspective and to show them, you know, God's grace and his goodness still is going on during this pandemic. Like God has not left us. He's still here with us. And, you know, I stand on Jeremiah 17 that God will still allow us to bear fruit during this drought. You know, some may look at this as a drought and I just pray that God continues to allow me to bear fruit. God continues to bless me with new visions, new ideas, new creativity to keep me focused on my ultimate goal. Because just because the world stops doesn't mean that I stop. Mm. You know, um, I started this company not knowing that my company was going to take off the way that it has. But it has, and it's been because I put my trust in God. So even during this pandemic, I choose to still trust. I choose to stand on God's word. And I choose to still be productive and choose what I can focus on. And I'm going to continue to focus on being great. And for the fact that I have two kids that I still have to be here for, And I want my kids to know that everything's going to be okay. Like, we may not understand what's going on, but his word says that all things are going to work together for our good. So I just choose to stand on that. And we know that he didn't say all good things. He didn't say all bad things. He said all things. So whatever comes out of this situation, I just pray that God continues to get the glory and that he birthed the new me better than I was before this pandemic. And I continue to give him all the glory in everything that I do. So I just choose to keep pressing forward. And you did a sermon on that. I think like right around the, when all of this happened, 
And that sermon, it was just like, it got me boiling inside because I'm like, yes, this is how I think. Like, we got to keep pressing forward despite what's going on. Because the way you win, so let's say if this company goes into a recession, the way you win is to keep your foot on the pedal. And I choose to keep my foot on the pedal and stay positive and focused. So, you know, that reminds me, you're talking about keeping your foot on the pedal, even in high pressure seasons, right? Seasons where it seems like things are out of our out of our control, really maintaining what is within our control. And I think that keeping your foot on the pressure, I think that that is exactly why I have been able to really become who I have become in the kingdom. But I have noticed that that characteristic always existed in me. I just wasn't putting my pressure on the pedal in the right direction. So I think that when my brokenness was driving, that I knew how to put pressure on the pedal, but it was leading me to, you know, maybe pain and destruction, things that were less than who God called me to be. And so what I really had to do was learn to transform my mind so that when I applied pressure, it was towards what would build me not what would break me and I imagine that if you're like me and you have that pressure spirit you know how to apply pressure that you have used it in some areas that maybe weren't always as healthy for you can you tell me a little bit about who you were before you got this clarity before you got this amazing vision and purpose for your life where were some areas in your life where you maybe applied pressure in an unhealthy way um so in an unhealthy way, I would say, um, so the way I grew up, um, my dad is a drug addict. He still suffers from drug addiction to this day. And I know that the reason why I'm somewhat guarded, the reason why I have, you know, somewhat trust issues is because growing up, I had to basically guard myself. I had to always protect myself. You know, my dad, he would he was still from us. We used to have to hide our money from, from him. So I grew up just not trusting um, people. Wow. And I've, I learned that when you are so guarded and you have that those trust issues, that sometimes you can miss out on great blessings. You can miss out on the people that God has put in your life to actually help you, but you're going to miss out because you're just so guarded. So... For me, I took how I grew up and I tried to channel my trust issues into just being guarded and not letting anyone in. So that wasn't good for me because I did miss out on a lot of opportunities to come across great people that could have helped me grow, but I choose to not let that person in because of my trust issues. So that was one way that I did not... Uh, choose to shift my focus in a positive way. I chose to let that inhibit me. And I had to learn that I have to take expectations off of people. The reason why I had trust issues with my dad is because I was expecting him to be my protector, mm-hmm. my provider, and that just wasn't in him. So once I learned to love him and accept him for who he is and take those expectations off of, of him, I've learned to just live a happier life. And I, and I tell everybody that like, when you go into things and you don't expect anything, you're just happier because if you expect something from someone and they don't deliver, you're setting yourself up for disappointment. So I've just learned to channel my focus differently and I've learned to just give it to God and let God um, control him and, and deal with him. And I just choose to continue to pray for him. I still honor, I still love and respect my dad, but I cannot let his past mistakes and his current mistakes dictate how I'm going to run and live my life. 
You know, I hear you really talking about learning the power of vulnerability. And I think that so many of us are trying to guard ourselves and protect ourselves from future hurts because of past hurts. And I feel like no matter how much you try to protect yourself from future hurts, like hurt finds a way to seep in. You can be a brick wall. You could be Fort Knox. And there's still moments that make us, you know, have to catch our breath, which stands to reason to me. That means that hurt is a part of life. And so is happiness as well. And until we learn that being vulnerable means that we have to accept both of those, but that neither of those can stop us from becoming who we are supposed to be, then we live life, um, I think, small when God has called us to be so big in love, so big in gratitude, so big in generosity, and to be able to come to a place where you honor someone who you expected to be a different role in your life, I think it's something that's going to resonate with so many of the people who listen to the podcast because I have had so many people who have fractured parental relationships because someone failed to meet their expectation. And because of that failure, they begin to live lifeguarded, thinking to themselves, I can't afford to open up. I can't afford to risk being hurt. But it sounds like you found a way to experience joy and vulnerability. I think sometimes we focus so much on if I open up, I might experience pain. I might experience trauma. But what if you're missing out on joy and to your point relationships that are going to be beneficial to growing you and exposing you to love and joy and happiness that you would have maybe never had yeah and to that point um, me not wanting to expose that vulnerability also kept me from sharing my truth and the reason why I started my L because I did not want people to see me in a vulnerable state you know I don't know if you know but I lost my son when I was eight months pregnant um, with, with my third child. That happened in 2013. My yell was started in 2014. And when I started my yell, I would tell people basically like the cookie cutter, surfacey version of the reason why I started. Yes, I've always had a passion for hair care. Yes, I was a nurse at one point and I took my nursing background and my passion and merged it together and created this amazing company. But what a lot of people don't know and what I didn't share in the beginning was that Maya was birthed from a painful situation. Mm -hmm. You know, I went through losing my son and, and trying to find myself. And, and that's when my relationship with God became closer because when I lost my son due to having a high risk pregnancy, a uterine rupture, um, nobody can help me get through that situation. My mom couldn't, my husband couldn't. The only person that I can lean on was God. And that's when me and my husband both got saved um, about six years ago. We got saved, and that's when our lives started to shift. You know, my son spent six months on life support because we couldn't let go of the fact that, you know, he was with the Lord. Like, we were still trying to hold on to him in the flesh, and I didn't want to share that story. So as I was going through this, going back and forth to the hospital, me talking about hair care and studying hair care was actually an outlet for me. It was something that helped me not focus on what I was currently going through. It was an outlet for me. So that's how my ill was birthed. It was birthed from a painful situation and something that was distracting me from what was currently going on. But as my ill started to grow, I stopped telling that story. I didn't want to tell that story because I was afraid of being vulnerable and people seeing me in that aspect. And I, I, I will never forget, I had a conversation with the hairstylist and I began to open up and tell her my story as she was doing my hair. 
And when she was doing my hair, she said, yo, Malik, I feel that I've always felt that it was something more to your story that you were holding back and you wasn't sharing it. And she said, I'm glad you shared this with me, but I'm going to ask you that you share your story with your audience and be obedient because the reason why God put you through that is so you can share your testimony and show how God will work in your in your life if you decide to submit and you let him literally take the will and take control over your life because that's what I had to do. I had to submit. And I thought about it and I said, you know what? You're right. Me not sharing my testimony, I felt was not being obedient to God. Mm. So I had an opportunity to go on national television and I said, I'm going to share my story. I'm going to share the real reason why my ill was birthed. And when I share my story, like it felt like such a relief. And to hear so many women come to me and say, you know what? You inspired me because I was going through the same thing or I went through the same thing. And because I see what God has done for you, like that gives me hope. And that was confirmation for me that I can't keep my story to myself. It's not mine. I don't own it. It is for me to share with God's people so they can truly see the work of, of God in, in your life if you decide to submit to him. So I just wanted to just piggyback off of that vulnerability. Like we have to um, show that to our, our audience. That's what God wants. If you're like me, you've been experiencing an additional level of stress and mental exhaustion. Sometimes you can't sort through feelings and emotions on your own. Never be ashamed of that. If you're ready to take the first step of figuring out where you are on the inside, I want you to reach out to BetterHelp. BetterHelp is an online counseling service that is here for you. You can connect with a professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. It's so convenient. You can get help on your own time and at your own pace. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus chat and text with your therapist. Anything you share is confidential, and if for any reason you are not happy with your counselor, you can always request a new one at any time. Best of all, it's truly an affordable option. Woman Evolve with Sarah Jakes Roberts listeners get 10% off your first month with discount code EVOLVE. So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com evolve. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor you'll love. That's betterhelp.com evolve. I totally agree. I mean, sharing my story and, you know, now it seems like such an organic part of who I am. But, you know, I got Mm -hmm. pregnant as a teenager. I was 13 years old. I had my son at 14. But I got pregnant at a time where there wasn't social media. There wasn't the shade room. It wasn't like someone was going to be able to know that I got pregnant. It was basically within the context of our family and our church. It wasn't national. But as I began to kind of go through my journey of being up and down and lost and found, I came to this point where I was blogging and people were connecting to my blog. And I felt like I had this secret that I didn't tell them about the depths of my pain. So I wrote about my pain. I wrote about my experiences, but I didn't tell this one thing because I was afraid of how people would look at me. But when I came to a point where I accepted my story for myself, then I was able to share it with other people. And I did so. And to your point, I felt like a major load had been lifted. I wonder, uh, people ask me a lot of times, like I have a testimony, I want to know how and when I should share it. 
And the first thing I always tell people, until you're able to hear your own testimony, like to tell yourself what you've gone through, then you shouldn't share it with other people. Because I think sometimes want to have people want to have testimony service so that they can feel better. I want someone to tell me this was okay. I want somebody to validate my feelings and emotions instead of it being like a powerful truth that is meant to help others. It's really meant to help heal us. And I don't think that you should share a testimony that's still in the process of healing because people's opinions can infect your healing journey and make you feel worse I wonder what would be some advice that you would give someone who has a testimony maybe they feel like they should share it at some point but they want to know like how do you know when it's time for you to share your story yeah no I absolutely agree with you and the way that I knew that it was time because again I was able to share my testimony without breaking down and crying yeah there there were times where you know I tried to tell it but every time I was on a panel or there is an opportunity to tell my story, like I couldn't get the whole story out without breaking down and crying. And so when I finally released it, because I'm really good with one-on-one interaction and with me having that conversation with my hairstylist, I do feel that God uses people as best. Oh, yeah. And he uses each and every one of us to speak to his, pe- his people. And the thing is, we have to be obedient and pay attention. And that's where practicing stillness and getting clarity and hearing from God, that's where that comes into play because I could have totally missed it. And what she said could have went over my head because now I have this relationship with God and I'm so in tune with God. And I felt that she was a spiritual person and I felt that God was using her to speak to me because it was a reason why I decided to tell her my story. Like it didn't just come out of the blue. And so because she was giving me that guidance and I just felt that it was the right time. It really like convicted me and and I felt convicted. And so I said, you know, God, you're speaking to me because I wouldn't feel convicted by her telling me this if it wasn't you talking to me. So at that time, that's how I knew that it was time for me to share my story with the masses. And when I was able to share it, I told the whole story and I didn't break down and cry. Mm. So I knew that that was confirmation for me that now it's time for me to continue telling that story and continue to help more people. Um, So I just felt the direction from God that he was using that hairstylist at that time to, to push me to tell my story. You know what I think is powerful? So your company, My L, was birthed out of this painful moment. And instead of separating your faith from your business, you have found a way to intertwine them both. You and I did an Instagram Live a couple weeks ago. And on that Instagram Live, we were on your company page. It wasn't like something that you did on your personal page because I want to keep my faith separate from my business. And I feel like so many people want to go into business. Maybe they feel like God is, you know, giving them a vision, but they're not sure how their faith fits in the concept of their business. And yet your pain and your purpose were so intertwined that I guess it was impossible for you to not separate them and to not use your platform to ultimately tell a story. Do you think Myel Organics is the tool and platform God has given you to preach out uh, your your testimony and your power, powerful journey? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I tried to run from it. <laughs> I tried to um, fight it, I would say, because um, what you may may or may not know, like public speaking, speaking to a lot, like that was something that I shied away from. Like I did not want to speak in front of people. I did not want to do panels, but God always gave me an opportunity and a platform. And I think about how he told Moses, like, 
to go do what he called Moses to do. And Moses tried to deny it and fight it and said, but God, how can I do that? I have a stuttering problem. Yeah. And God said, I will give you the words to speak. And so for me, it was me basically battling with God. Like, God, you know, I don't like public speaking. You know, I don't want to go out here and, and talk on this panel and talk in front of all of these people. But he kept giving me all of these opportunities. And I felt that there was no way that I could not take advantage of the opportunity that I have been praying for. Like I pray for my company to be blessed. I pray for my company to grow and expand. And a part of my company growing and expanding is for me to go out there and speak. So I had to get over that fear of public speaking. I had to get out of my own way and think about how I'm serving God's people because we're all here on this earth as vessels and our job is to serve others. And once I learned to get out of my way and go into things with the servant mentality, that's when I learned to get over and, and accomplish that fear of getting out there and speaking to people and, and showing God's mercy and God's love, because how can I not talk about how good God is when he's the one that brought me through. I was in a very, very dark place in my life. Like, how can I not share the goodness of how God brought me through there? Through that, I could have been depressed. I could have lost my mind. I could have had all of these other issues. I could have had postpartum. I didn't even have postpartum depression. Mm. Like, here I am. I just gave birth. I lost my son. I was not even depressed. I was sad. Of course, I was grieving, but I still kept it moving. And, and I had a great support system around me to help pick me up on the days that I did feel down. So, and then in the midst of all that, I discovered God. I developed a relationship with God. And then to see my company just shoot off, after being in business for one year, we had got a, a retail deal, which had never happened to a new brand before. We got that retail deal. We went into Sally Beauty, um, started at 95 stores. The day that we launched, we sold out at every single store in less than two hours. Like, you can't tell me that's not God. So how can I keep all of that to myself? Because my goal is to empower others and inspire others to say, look, this is what happens when you give your life over to Christ. And I don't feel that God, if God did not want me to bring people to his kingdom, he wouldn't have put me through all of that. Mm. I wouldn't have went through all that because... Life is not easy. It's hard. And building a brand, it's not easy. It's not hard. And even in the midst of me building this brand, we have gone through different challenges and obstacles and trials and tribulations. But God always sees me through. And so I feel that he has this. My organic is a platform. It's a stepping stone for us to do the greater calling. And I think my greater calling, I don't think I know, is ministry. Even though that's because I know I tried to fight it. I didn't want to do it. But I keep getting pushed into this atmosphere or into these um, these panels and these opportunities to talk about God and to speak about God. So it's like I can't deny it. I can't continue to run from it because God keeps calling me to do it. So um, I can never not talk about God in my company and not be ashamed because he's the reason why I'm here. He's the reason why I'm even doing this interview with you is because of his goodness and his grace and mercy. So. I'm truly blessed and grateful for that. That's so powerful. So I know that that 
you know, the loss of your son was a major turning point for you, but also you had the birth of your business and things began to take off. From the outside looking in, someone would say, okay, she had this, you know, tragic loss in her life, but then everything seemed like it was smooth sailing after that. What have been some of the challenges that you have experienced even since that loss? And I, I don't know, I want to hear what you say and then I want to add something to that. Okay, so... So some of the challenges, number one, not having any business experience, not coming from a marketing background. My husband, had a, he has a background in project engineering. So neither one of us come from a business environment. So trying to figure out how to navigate a business, how to grow a business, going from basically zero to being a million-dollar company, you're, like, you're dealing with real money. Yeah. And you need to know how to manage real money. And not having the right expertise in place, we made a lot of financial mistakes. And because of those financial mistakes, it was times where we were trying to figure out how we were going to meet payroll. But on the outside looking in, you would have never guessed because I still showed up every day. I still showed up on Instagram with a smile on my face. I still educated women on hair care. I still went in the lab to help create products. Um, you can't tell me like, God was not giving me that that willpower to keep showing up despite us not figuring out how we're going to make payroll. Sometimes you have business owners that can't pay payroll and they'll be like, well, I don't know about y'all, but I'm going to make sure that I'm taken care of. Forget about y'all. Like we would have to take out loans, hard money loans in order to meet payroll. So things of that nature, like people don't see that on the outside. Um, we needed money to go into the retail and so the retail, our salaries deal, and nobody would loan us money. Couldn't go to a bank because we were a small business. Um, we didn't have any business credit. We didn't want to take an investor at that time because an investor would come in and basically take over our whole company. So how are we able to go into salaries? I'm scratching my head trying to figure out, here I am, I have this deal, and I don't even know how I'm going to fund the order to go in there because it's only so much you can bootstrap when it's time to go into retail. That's a whole nother industry that you have to learn about. And it's not like e-commerce because now your value like quadruples when you're going into to retail. So now we're like, okay, how are we going to pay for this? By the grace of God, my husband had an old friend that he used to work with at UPS that believed in our vision that was willing to loan us $250,000 to support our upfront retail costs without taking any ownership of our company. Wow. Like, you couldn't tell me, like, that's not God. But on the flip side, he loaned us the money. We have to pay him back. But guess what? That interest rate is it's very, very high. Mm -hmm. So even though he loaned us that 250000 we probably paid him about five, 600000 back because he charged interest. So, yes, we were able to go into retail. It looks really pretty. But this is what I had to do to go into the retail um, space. You know, you have um, banking institutions that really don't want to give you the loan. They don't want to loan to us because we're minorities, we're black-owned business, we're, we're a young couple, we're a young business. So figuring out the right banking relationship to get to um, so you can have a line of credit, so you can continue to fund your business because you need a line of credit to go into these retail space. Um, when you go into retail, then you have to worry about all the other fees and the chargeback that it costs. Like people look at the shelf and they say, oh, you're in Target, congratulations, great job, it's a great accomplishment, but there are also costs 
that go along with funding the show. You know, some retailers, they just want a percentage off of your um, revenue just because of their name. So things like that, people don't see. And we got stuff with like huge bills. And I think it was 2018 because not understanding that business part of it, um, all of that stuff came back to us because we're spending, spending, spending because we're trying to market, market, market and grow the brand. But we ended up being upside down. Mm. So now we're trying to get ourselves out of this hole. Um, and by the grace of God, we were able to work ourselves out of that hole because God supplied all the resources that we needed. And by the grace of God, he put all these connections, all these uh, resources, these banking relationships in our path. So when I say that God will supply all of your needs, he truly will because he has supplied all of our needs to continue to grow our business. You know you're running out of ideas for dinner and your meal rotation is getting mundane. I can't let you be out here being basic, so I asked my friends at HelloFresh to hook you up with some deals on your meals. HelloFresh recipes are so delicious. You can get free, pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door with HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh lets you skip those trips to the grocery store and makes home cooking fun, easy, and affordable. Not to mention, it cuts out stressful meal planning and grocery store trips, so you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in just about 30 minutes, or even 20 minutes with their quick recipe options. My favorite recipes are the Korean beef tacos. Chow. I could seriously eat them every day. HelloFresh has donated over 2.5 million meals to charity in 2019, and this year they're stepping up their food donations amid the coronavirus crisis. Go to HelloFresh.com Evolve60 and use code Evolve60 to get $60 off your first three weeks, including free shipping on your first box. Again, that's HelloFresh.com Evolve60 and use code Evolve60. That's $60 off your first three weeks, including free shipping on your first box. Additional restrictions may apply. Please visit HelloFresh.com for more details. Do you think that because you experienced such a low with the passing of your son, that even though those were challenges that you experienced, not being able to meet payroll and not understanding those business aspects of building a business or transitioning into retail, do you think, though, when you have experienced a low that, I mean, is like rock bottom, depressed, I don't even know if I'm going to make it to tomorrow low, that when you have other obstacles, it's not that they aren't difficult, but it's like, if I've been this low, I can't go any lower than this. And that's nothing compared to what I've already been through. So you have a little bit more, maybe ammunition to fire in the middle of your battle. I think for me, sometimes uh, my team always talks about me because I get these ideas and I pretty much mean we should implement them tomorrow. And they're like, no, we should wait. We should do some research. We should dip our toe in the water. And I'm like, what? I mean, let's just go for it. I mean, I've already, I feel like part of the reason why I don't have some fears that I probably should have (laughs) and some strategy that I probably should have before doing stuff is I just feel like I have lost. I mean, like I have been lost, like where the only thing I was asking God was to fix me a little bit in one area. And he is like done far beyond what I could have imagined. So now I feel like even if I try something and it doesn't work out, like at least I tried it because I've already been as low as I think that, you know, I could go. Right. 
and, and that's why I go back to the first question you asked me, like, how am I able to keep pushing during this pandemic? That's why I said, like, this what we're going through, to me, it's nothing. Like, you know, what I've been through, like, I lost my son, our first boy. Like, we had a baby shower, everything. Like, we were so happy to be having a son. And to have that happen to me, like, my whole world flipped upside down. So, to your point, like, even what I went through with the challenges in my business, like nothing could ever compare to like what I went through with my son. So it has given me that tenacity to keep pushing. And again, you know, I feel that God, when you go through things, like we don't like what we're going through. We can't understand it. But when you look back, like I can see how God was preparing me for everything that I've been through. Like he's prepared me for a time such as this. And that's what painful situations do. Like God is always trying to um, make you a better person. So even when we were going through challenges in my business, that told me that, okay, I need to be a better CEO. I need to really try to understand like the financial aspect of business and not only understand the financial aspect of business, like I need to have, um, I need to study p and I need to have somewhat of an understanding of, of accounting. I'm not saying that I have to be an accounting whiz, but before, I don't want to have anything to do with math because I hate math. It's like my least favorite subject. I like the marketing aspect. But this has showed me that as a business owner, you need to know everything, all the ins and outs, every aspect of your business. But I didn't think like that when I first started. But now I think like that now. So I'm constantly checking our P&Ls. I'm constantly making sure you know that things are in order as far as our finances because God prepared me for that as he was taking me through this storm to say like, okay, you, you got to learn this. And in order for you to learn this, I'm going to have to take you through this to make you a better person. So because I went through that, I'm much different and I operate totally different now. Yes. Yeah, so, and I just want to fill in the listeners who may not know p is your profit and loss statements, which are yeah. the only way you can really determine whether or not your business is successful. Even if you have people who are placing orders and the money's coming in until you really look at your numbers, how much it costs you to do X, Y, and Z, and then how much profit you're making. It's really hard to determine those. I totally agree with you. You know, I started our online boutique. I started the podcast. I started like all of these different businesses at one time, but it was just like, fun for me. I was just doing stuff. But then I started realizing how much money I was spending to produce what was fun. Then I started wondering, am I actually profiting at all off of any of these things or am I just doing stuff? And it doesn't mean that you don't do it if you're not making profit. It just means, you know, I'm not making profit off of X, Y, and Z. And the data is so, so, so important. What would be like if you had three business tips that you would give someone, she's uh, he or she's got this idea, they have an, a way that they think they could maybe make it happen, but they're not sure what they should be focused on or where they should start. So I would say I always tell people to start with your passion because your passion is what's going to fuel you to keep going despite the times when you come into those obstacles and those challenges in your business. And to always remember that every challenge is an uh, opportunity for you to rise. Um, you need to have that passion because if you get into business and let's say your business is not making money right away, are you still going to show up every day and still push that brand and push your business as you would if you were making a million dollars? That's where that passion is going to come in. If I didn't love what I was doing, I wouldn't have continued to keep going because I would have felt that it wasn't worth it. So you really need to be passionate about something. And a lot of people say, well, 
how do I find my passion or how do I know what my passion is? I don't know what my purpose is. I tell people, what was that one thing that you loved to do as a child that you did carelessly and everyone known you for it and you would still do it today, even if you didn't get paid for it? What was that one thing? And whatever that one thing is, that's probably something that you can turn into a career. You have to make sure that you're also solving a problem. So for me, I had a passion. I've always loved hair care. I was always into caring for my hair ever since I was a little girl. Like you can even ask my mom. She always caught me in the bathroom playing in my hair. So when I got older and I decided that, you know, this is what I wanted to start talking about on social media, that was my gift. People always know me for Monique with the long hair or Monique with the nice hair because I always kept my hair up. So now here I am operating in this gift, not knowing that this was something that I was going to turn into an actual business and my gift made room for me. I was also transitioning from severely heat damaged hair to wanting my natural curls to pop. So here I am operating in my gift, but I'm also solving a problem because it was my problem, but it was also other women problems who look like me because we all share the same type of hair challenges. So I did my passion. I started, you know, operating in my gift and I was solving a problem. And that was helping women with their natural hair, with better products, with healthier ingredients, and showing them also how to transition from whether you have relaxed hair or you had um, severely heat damaged hair, showing you how to transition and go into your natural, getting your natural curls back. So I was solving a problem. And then the other thing that I would uh, say for entrepreneurs is to always keep God first, you know, first and foremost, you know, that's what I should have said first. But at the end of the day, when you are, You can go to however many business seminars, you can go to however many marketing academies, you can listen to however many podcasts. If you don't keep God front and center, your business is not going to be sustainable. You may have a little little bit of money here and there, but you're only going to go so far because running your operation and not keeping God first that's the thing. You're only just going to go so far. So I'm all about sustainability. I'm all about being genuine, being authentic and letting my authentic self and sharing that with the world and keeping God front and center. So he can sustain my business. So he can sustain what I love doing. Um, so that's first and foremost, making sure that you keep God first, making sure that you have a passion and also making sure that you are a problem solver as an entrepreneur. So, okay, so you've got this incredible business and it is taken off. Are you still as passionate about it as it when it first began? Or have you noticed that your passions are expanding? And if so, what are your passions expanding to these days? So my passion is now, I feel like, even more on fire than it ever, like when I first started. Because now my audience is bigger. Now I can really get a chance to connect and engage and see how, me creating products is actually changing people's lives. So every morning that I wake up, you know, I talk about, I write down what I'm grateful for. I pray and I ask myself, how can I make a difference in someone else's life? How can I be impactful in someone else's life? So not only has my passion for creating great products has grown, but also my passion for wanting to inspire and impact lives even more Mm. because as my business has grown and evolved, I have seen the shift in where God has taken me and God has taken me in a different direction to continue to motivate and to continue to build impact. Because when you talk about legacy, legacy, like people are going to remember me for my yield. They're going to remember me for great hair, but I really want people to remember me for the impact on lives that I have um, 
change while I'm here on earth. And so that's what I continue to ask myself every day. And that continues to push me and motivate me. So even dur- during this quarantine, that's why my um, sales broker, she was like, I, you are just like so busy. Every, I get a notification that you're on live all the time. You're always on And I told her, I said, because I know that not everyone has the same mindset as me. Not everyone has the same willpower that's going to get up and be motivated and show up with passion every day. So I said, it's my job to impact them and to help improve their day and to help make their day a little bit brighter. Because at the end of the day, people will always remember how you made them feel. They may not remember what you said to them, but they're going to remember how you made them feel. So now I have a burning desire to continue to make people feel good each and every day. So that's how my passions have evolved. Okay, so I just have one more question for you. I uh, wrote this song to go with my book, Lost and Found, and it was called Dear Lost Me. And part of the course is like I wrote a letter to the girl I used to be. And I wonder if you had to write a letter to the girl you used to be, what would you say to her? Hmm, that's a good question. <laughs> um, I had to write, if I had to write a letter to the girl that I used to be, I think it would go back to... Um, taking the expectations off of people because, and the reason why I wanted to go back to that, because like I really had real trust issues Mm. and I would tell myself that, you know, what someone else did is not a reflection of you. You have to know that God loves you. You have to be confident in the love that God has for you and confident in the gift that he has given you and not worry about, other people's mistakes or other people's past mistakes, let that be a reflection on your life, but continue to operate in God's love and continue to keep pressing forward despite your circumstances, because you're going to be great one day, but I need you to believe in yourself that you're going, that you're going to be great. And I really would put an emphasis on believing in yourself because it took me a while to really trust myself and to trust my abilities. Mm -hmm. I, doubted myself. That's why I was in my nursing career for so long. So I will put an emphasis on trust your gut, believe in yourself. You can do anything that you set your mind to, but you need to put God first. You need to believe that in his word. And if you ask, if you believe, then you shall receive it. That's beautiful. I think that sounds like something our listeners need to write down and post on their mirror to really believe in yourself. It takes you such a long way. Thank you for spending some time with us sharing your no lost problem. and found story to be on your podcast and thank you so much for having me this was definitely a pleasure uh thank you and i, I will see you in july yes <laughs> <laughs> we're holding absolutely. on to it we won't let it go <laughs> yes absolutely absolutely okay you take care have a good one you too bye okay, bye didn't i tell you that was one for the books I don't know about you, but I thoroughly enjoyed hearing that story. So many nuggets. But I think above all, that letter that she would write to that lost version of herself just made me feel like maybe something that someone listening needs to write down for themselves. That when you remove the expectations from people and allow yourself to be led, not by your trust issues, but rather by vulnerability, that not only will you be inspired to grow, but that you may create from a place with such depth and such passion that you can never live guarded again because you recognize being guarded may mean missing out on you.
Join us next week. We've got more women, more fellas, more stories that are going to help you grow.